Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is November 16th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight I'm going to provide a situation update, and we're going to talk about some of the latest developments and connect the dots, as we typically do, to once again demonstrate that indeed all of these puzzle pieces are coming together, even at this late stage of the war, when so much remains cloaked in mystery and so many questions loom about the timing and sequence of events. But this is indeed an event-driven war, as we know. And we find ourselves rapidly approaching the precipice of destruction, not just here in America, but worldwide as consciousness rises and the enemy desperately seeks to continue to suppress and prevent the inevitable ascension of humanity. So where to begin tonight, given all that's transpired in recent days? Well, let's start with the narrative prep that we've been witnessing ramp up right alongside the war in Israel. Of course, we recently saw Netanyahu come out and announce that America is next if Hamas is not destroyed. And so as this war rages on, certainly we know that a major false flag is coming. We just don't know when exactly and in what form. However, it seems increasingly likely to me that the activation of sleeper cells comprised of individuals who have crossed the border illegally will come to define the precipice of destruction that we've long anticipated that will trigger an overt military response. Now, when we examine this threat vector, we quickly come to the realization that when these attacks take place, it's quite probable that they're going to be perpetrated by foreign deep state operatives cloaking their identity as terrorists, either out of the Middle East or homegrown MAGA extremists whom the FBI and the DOJ have repeatedly said constitute the largest threat to national security. But certainly, with regard to the situation in Israel, the enemy knows how unpopular this war is. And people can recognize that this was a clear stand-down order false flag. Certainly, the Israelis know it to the tune of 9 out of 10 people who all despise Benjamin Netanyahu. And so the deep state is doing what they always do. They're resorting to the playbook of fear, which historically has worked to suppress the consciousness of humanity. This is the same recipe that they cooked up to get us into the Middle East post 9-11. To set up what they intended to be a permanent shop for U.S. military forces in anticipation of the false flags we're now experiencing to get us into World War III. And so in my view, the White Hats are allowing the deep state to further expose their problem reaction solution playbook with both the US and Israeli governments warning of increased terror attacks to prep the narrative. So that when false flags are carried out, they believe that not only will they have plausible deniability, but also that they'll be able to use it as a basis for more draconian suppression of we the people, while blaming Hamas or blaming MAGA terrorists. But the problem for the deep state is that consciousness has risen all around the world. And a perfect example is the Jerusalem Post poll that I referenced a moment ago. And even here in the US, most Democrats disapprove of fake Biden's handling of this war. 
And so when the sleeper cell false flags begin to occur on a level that we've never seen before, I do believe a large majority will recognize that our open borders enabled it to happen. And by extension, fake Biden's administration and all of their policies. The stand down at the border in Israel, which 90 percent of the Israeli population recognizes as such, mirrors the policies here in the United States with regard to border security or lack thereof. And if the enemy attempts to blame MAGA patriots, I do believe this will backfire as well, considering Trump's ever increasing popularity in combination with the rising consciousness I just spoke of. I certainly think that it's possible that we might see the deep state run false flag operations in response to Trump's live stream trial, which very likely will be yet another miscarriage of justice. Imagine a scenario where Trump and his legal team introduce all of the classified documentation proving the election fraud that this military sting operation set out to do and the powers that be at the DOJ shutting down this information or somehow rejecting it as adequate evidence and finding Trump guilty of the J6 charges. And under these conditions, it would be easy to go with the MAGA terrorist narrative. The deep state would dress up as Trump supporters and carry out some sort of horrific atrocity in attempt to distract the public consciousness away from the evidence presented. The deep state could then use this false flag as a rationale to impose even more tyranny on the people, leading us to the brink of civil war and necessitating military intervention. So this is one possibility. And I also think that it makes sense to examine their playbook in a geopolitical context to connect the dots between what's playing out here domestically in the United States and the events that we've seen unfold all over the world as we appear on the surface to be heading into the next world war, which again, I do not believe is going to happen. Keep in mind, the deep state endgame is global depopulation, i.e. genocide, and enslavement of the 10% of the people that survive through implementing this new world order. And to that end, we have to consider their primary obstacle in terms of implementing that agenda. And that is the existence of the United States in its current form as a constitutional republic, or at least the remnants of what used to be a constitutional republic. And so despite everything else that we're seeing unfolding in the world right now, we need to resist the deep state attempt to divert our focus away from the primary attack vector, which is right here in the United States. This is ground zero. Now, that's not to suggest that the Middle East conflict is inconsequential. We know that there are massively significant infrastructural targets and criminals that need to be dealt with, just like in Ukraine. Think rescuing human trafficking victims, elimination of biolabs, neutralization of money laundering centers, masquerading as banks. All of these operations, including these supposed earthquakes in Iceland, 
to eliminate Dumbs, as we all know, and engage in subterranean combat with enemy forces, both human and non-terrestrial, are of the utmost importance. I talk about these things quite frequently. However, particularly from the deep state perspective, we have to keep in mind that America is the primary target and freedom itself, because that's what's standing in the way of their complete takeover of the planet. So with that in mind, let's discuss what the enemy is attempting to do to bring America down. And this is where we connect the dots between the border crisis, de-dollarization, and the push for World War III. Now, it's becoming increasingly clear that the primary threat vector is the situation at the border, which is why Trump made the border wall a central issue and a central priority during his first administration. We've already seen a barrage of fifth-gen attacks. And as we know, some of these attacks have been carried out with advanced weaponry, harp weapons, direct energy weapons. And yet this has been but a precursor to what's coming. Folks know that I've provided commentary on Cliff High's most recent prediction of an event of such emotional intensity that it will pale in comparison even to the attacks of 9-11, the latter being a five and the former being an 81 on his scale of emotional output by the general population in response to this false flag stimulus. I just mentioned the additional millions that have crossed the border illegally since this pantomime administration began. And at least half are military aged males. We know all about how they're bussed and flown around the country, how they've been given debit cards that get reloaded every single month along with cell phones to await UN instructions to carry out false flag events. So clearly the enemy has been cooking up something major, which really begs the central question of whether the border crisis is going to spiral out of control and lead to a civil war situation. Now, I, I will say that I do believe the White Hats have always known that this attack was coming by way of the open border. And therefore, they put significant countermeasures in place. I mean, certainly it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what the deep state was planning at the border. So these countermeasures are in place, including tracking through the cell phones that I just mentioned, the cell phones that they're provided with. Not only that, but there's also deep level infiltration by military assets to both monitor and sabotage enemy operations associated with the border. So we have this situation going on. And as we know, they've been priming the pump for quite some time now. And yet, isn't it curious that the mainstream media continues to divert our attention away from what's going on at the border? And now, all of a sudden, since the false flag attack in Israel, the MSM, once again, is doing what it always does, functioning as a means of distraction, diverting our attention away from the primary threat using fear porn and propaganda. Now, I need to clarify before I go any further that I'm not suggesting that the events unfolding in the Middle East are in any way irrelevant or unimportant. 
much less disconnected from the cabal's primary objective, which, as we've established, is the takedown of America so that they can roll out their new world order. Indeed, all of these puzzle pieces are connected. We all know that the limitless support of Israel by our government, which is the same propaganda endlessly spewed by the mainstream media, has been an ever-present ideology in our culture. Since the state of Israel was established, going back to the Balfour Declaration in 1948, which, by the way, is now expired. And now we see that propaganda emerging like never before in the wake of this stand-down order, which everybody knows enabled this attack to occur. Anybody with a functioning brain who knows anything about the border technology and surveillance capabilities of the state of Israel and the IDF. And we've got all the usual suspects out there in opposition to a humanitarian ceasefire. We've got marches for Israel that are all over the TV in an attempt to gaslight the public yet again with regard to this Zionist cancer, which, by the way, has been fully recognized by the Israeli population. We're seeing massive demonstrations of support of the Palestinian people all over the world, but most importantly, even in Israel itself. There are massive crowds gathering around Netanyahu's residence, calling him a murderer. And when we look across the world, we can see that there's almost universal condemnation of the war crimes that are being committed in Gaza right now. And what adds fuel to the fire, of course, is the fact that everyone can recognize that this was a false flag. So what's happening is that the deep state is using all of its available assets to get everyone's attention focused on Israel and for the U.S. to commit its military assets to the region while they prepare for the main assault on America through our open border. And I happen to believe that the main assault is going to be the sudden activation of sleeper cells to carry out hundreds, if not thousands, of simultaneous attacks on the American people. I do believe that that's their plan. I'm sure folks will recall the famous words of Japanese General Yamamoto, who said, you cannot invade the mainland United States. There'll be a rifle behind every blade of grass. And then, of course, after the attack on Pearl Harbor, he said, I fear all we've done is awaken a sleeping giant. And why do I bring this up? Well, I think both of these quotes are perfectly relevant and germane to this analysis. Remember that the deep state goal here is to bring down the U.S. from within by employing secrecy and by way of infiltration. The cabal knows that no army can invade and defeat the United States because we're an armed nation. We the people, our militia dwarfs the size of any standing army in the world. And we have a very proud tradition in this country of fighting to the death for our freedom. A lot of things change, folks, but some things don't. And that's one of them. This is why they've spent decades infiltrating every aspect of our free and open society to gain control over as many levers of power as possible. And then use that authority to lower the drawbridge 
and to allow our enemies to cross into our territory unchecked. The cabal also determined that the only way to defeat America was to pit its citizens against one another, politically and ideologically, ahead of their main attack. And this is, of course, consistent with their tried and true strategy of divide and conquer. They made the border a political issue. And they used mainstream media propaganda to pull at the heartstrings of an inherently empathetic and moral people. To convince the masses that there's virtue in letting our guard down and ignoring basic survival instincts. This created the political landscape which enabled open border policy to begin with. And so this really brings us back full circle to the attack which was allowed to happen in Israel. The question is why. And I do believe that it's very important here that we pull deep state financial and economic considerations into this analysis in order to put this false flag in its proper context and realize that there's a lot more smoke and mirrors going on than most people perceive at this point. This entire operation in the Middle East is directly connected to the deep state plot to destroy our currency, which derives its value from the most heavily traded commodity in the world, which is oil. We have to keep in mind here that all of this discussion that we're hearing about CBDC, whether it pantomime or whether it's not, in terms of its actual viability and implementation, it's the end result in many ways of what the cabal had hoped to accomplish economically by sparking World War III. What's so key to understand is that the petrodollar is backed by the guarantee of U.S. military protection of energy commodities procured out of the Middle East. And this started in 1971 at a time when the deep state needed the United States to be an enforcer of its global policies, which has continued for decades. And at the same time, deep state politicians have crippled our energy manufacturing base here in the United States despite a vast abundance of energy, of oil, because they don't want us to be energy independent, like Trump made us in less than three years. We weren't just energy independent, we actually became an energy exporter for the first time in decades. After this stage, however, when the deep state had consolidated enough power by using our military and advance their agendas significantly enough across the world, the military might of the United States was then sabotaged in terms of funding, morale, and, of course, as we're seeing now, the overall stretching of our forces entirely too thin to be effective. They always planned on moving toward the World War III agenda by whittling down the might of our military at the appropriate time in conjunction with destroying our petrodollar ahead of the outbreak of hostilities between the three major world religions. So what's happening in Israel is that the fake Biden administration is moving forces into the region, not to stabilize the situation in an effort to reinforce the petrodollar as it appears on the surface, 
but rather to prompt an escalation that will trigger World War III and then crash the dollar and provide the conditions for a central bank digital currency that would enable them to take control of our lives. That's what the plan has always been. Keep in mind that destabilization of the region and exposure of the U.S. military's inability to assure safe passage of oil, which is the essential backing of the petrodollar, will accomplish the goal of crashing the currency, which would in turn enable the cabal to roll out some new digital form of fiat money. And we could see this happening in many different forms, especially now that our military has sent so many assets into the region. This could come perhaps in the form of some false flag attack on our naval assets in the Strait of Hormuz, for example. It gets rather complex, I'll admit, because on the one hand, it makes sense or it stands to reason that the cabal would want to prop up the petrodollar because it's the source of their power. But on the other hand, not only did they see the inevitability of the takedown of the king dollar, especially with the BRICS alliance, the de-dollarization process that's rapidly expanding, but also it's critical to understand that they stood to gain far more power by rolling out a digital currency over which they have complete control. So there's multiple different levels to what's happening in Israel. On the surface, the United States is moving forces into the region to stabilize the situation in order to stabilize the petrodollar, which historically has been why support of Israel is at the center of our foreign policy. But this really is an illusion because the ultimate aim of the cabal at this point isn't to stabilize the dollar, but rather to hasten its downfall so that they can roll in an entirely new system, which will give them complete control over society. To be honest, folks, it took me a while to understand the full paradigm, but context is extremely important. And once you begin to understand that the cabal rolls out their operations strategically in order to create the illusions necessary for them to hide behind plausible deniability, rooted in a pre-established set of norms that they've already gotten us to accept. Once that happens, it becomes clear to see how they maneuver and how they play both sides against each other at the same time while maintaining their power hiding in the shadows. All of their current objectives are intended to set up future operations toward the long-term goal of worldwide enslavement and genocide. The complexity and the scope of how the enemy plans multiple generations in advance entirely escapes the consciousness of the masses, particularly because we've been programmed to only think strategically in terms of our own lifespans. And they did this on purpose for what I think are obvious reasons. And so understanding that, you can see very clearly that the stabilization of the petrodollar was only supposed to last long enough to create the conditions to not only crash the entire economic system, 
and roll in a new and improved debt prison of complete social control, but also to decimate the world's population in the process. We always have to think in terms of the puppet masters behind the scenes, pulling the strings of world leaders that they control and in many cases are compartmentalized in terms of what they even understand about the grand plan in order to create a divided world that will conquer itself and allow them to rebuild the world on its ashes in their own image. And of course, this is how the economic theater of this war connects to the satanic agenda of the enemy to have dominion over the earth. Remember that the deep state at this point wants our forces there so that World War III can break out. And at the moment, our military is sufficiently bogged down all over the world. They plan to attack us with sleeper cells of individuals that crossed the border illegally into our country. The idea is to focus all of our attention on Israel while the real object is to bring America down from within because we really are the final battleground, the only domino left to fall before the implementation of the new world order. The deep state wants U.S. forces in the region to involve us in the next world war while our border is wide open. That's what it comes down to. And quite frankly, I don't think that it's hyperbole to say that U.S. involvement in Israel is a distraction from the border invasion, which brings us to a conversation about that very issue. Now, this raises a few very important questions. Number one, what have the White Hats done to counter this agenda? And number two, why are they seemingly intent upon allowing the sleeper cells to activate and attack us in mass prior to the triggering of the EBS? Why not just trigger the EBS right now and stop this plan in its tracks? And who knows, that might happen. But let me offer this as a bit of analysis. I believe the answer to that question that I just posed is two-pronged. To allow the people to wake up by seeing the end result of deep state policies, open border policies. And once they become aware, the vast majority are going to cry out for military intervention, thereby averting a civil war. Ask yourself this question. If the alliance interceded right now with the public, so much of which is still stewing in their confusion and in their relative ignorance by MSM gaslighting, would the public believe that a right-wing military coup was taking place? And would that lead by degrees to civil war, even at this stage of the game? Would people believe the realities of the deep state plan if they didn't have to live through them, at least to an extent? That's a fundamental question. And obviously, people have different perspectives on it. I guess another way to put it is quoting BioClandestine, who actually posted just the other day, quote, theoretically speaking, if you had to unbrainwash billions of people who've been propagandized for decades, how would you do it? Would you abruptly tell them that they've been brainwashed? Or would you slowly introduce this reality to them 
and show them proof along the way? Of course, these are all very interesting questions. And I dare say that the audience knows that ultimately I support the tactics of the alliance, even though they can be very difficult to accept as we continue to see lives lost. I firmly believe in this plan. But as I've stated many times, certainly this can't go on forever, which really brings me to the examination of the flip side of the coin. And that is how many more people are going to have to die by taking this approach and is allowing these attacks to move forward by not intervening now, ultimately going to save more lives than intervening would cost. And that question really centers around the degree to which the enemy is still holding cards sufficient enough to basically force the White Hats to allow them to move forward with their agenda while having hidden assets in place to mitigate the number of casualties as opposed to being preemptive and perhaps risking an attack far too destructive in scope by triggering the EBS too soon. Timing is everything. Keep in mind that this is still an active military operation all over the world. And obviously, the military is always going to prefer operating covertly, especially given the extremely sensitive nature of their missions. Clearing out dumps, rescuing children and human trafficking victims, battling non-terrestrials and cyborgs and God knows what. And I do happen to agree with Dr. Scott Young that Trump and all of the top white hat generals are trying to perform what is, in essence, a balancing act for as long as they can between providing the military what they need for operational success, while at the same time managing the financial unraveling that goes hand in hand with the ongoing suffering of the American people and indeed people all over the world. The simple reality is that once the economic situation becomes completely untenable and we see the long-awaited black swan event that we expect will be the onset of a financial apocalypse, that only the rollout of the quantum financial system along with Nasara and Jasara could remedy. Trump and the White Hats are going to have no choice but to trigger the EBS and essentially force the military to transition into overt contact with the enemy. Eventually, this has to happen. It's inevitable. And this is not just going to be in terms of making mass arrests, but also continuing to battle this evil in subterranean engagements. This is a process that I do believe is going to go on for quite some time after the emergency alert and the full takedown of the cabal on the surface is complete. So I happen to believe that we're getting extremely close to that tipping point that I just described. When the White Hats are no longer going to have any choice if they intend on ensuring that civilization doesn't completely unravel in the process of continuing to wage this war in silence. And of course, we know that a major aspect of this conversation is what we're likely to witness when this critical moment finally arrives. And we get to bear witness to what justice is going to look like beyond 
the speculation that we've been engaged in for the past few years. Now, I happen to believe very firmly that there needs to be truth and reconciliation. If there have been tribunals going on in secret, as has been reported by Jan Halper Hayes most recently, then I'm of the viewpoint that the alliance needs to unravel this web of deception so that we, the people, can finally wrap our brains around the full scope of what's been happening behind the scenes and beneath the surface. Now, I fully understand that this may not all come out at once, and I don't even think that it would be a good idea to expose and disclose everything all at once. It's too much. But I also stand firm in my contention that there's no way for us to move forward as a people unless and until we know the full truth of what's been happening, of what we've been lied to about. They need to explain and disclose everything. Because that's really the only way that our collective demand for truth and for justice is going to be satisfied. And that is a prerequisite for rebuilding society on a new foundation. Those of us who are awake understand very well the need for the fog of war. And I certainly touched upon the military's preference for covert operations in the course of tonight's show. I respect that completely. But if we're going to present the public with military tribunals and executions upon the initiation of the emergency broadcast system, I do believe that at that point there needs to be a dissipation of all of these storm clouds, of all of this fog of war, so that we can begin to see with clarity what has occurred, why it had to be this way, and allow these truths to be fully processed by the entire world. Now, before we close out the show tonight, I wanted to take a few minutes to discuss where we are right now financially and provide some perspective on what we've already seen transpire in this economic downturn, which has been accelerating quite dramatically in recent weeks. Clearly, the dollar is in trouble, even though on the surface, it's continuing to increase its valuation in relation to other currencies. And the reason for that, as we've well established, is the dumping of the treasury bonds by foreign nations, who are de-dollarizing and acquiring gold in an effort to isolate the king dollar on the world stage. And the dollar's increase is really an illusion. It's only because the dollar has always been the world's reserve currency. So every other currency has the treasury bond as its basis. And so even though these foreign countries that are dumping their treasury bonds are adversely affecting their currencies in the short term, this global alliance being spearheaded by the BRICS nations is systematically exposing the insolvency and toxic debt of the U.S. government. So ultimately, what's going to happen is that as this process plays out, the dollar will be made obsolete and irrelevant on the world stage. And keep in mind that both the deep state and the White Hats want the current system to fail, but for different reasons. The enemy is just planning on rolling out the next iteration of a fiat debt prison in the form of CBDC, while the White Hats are poised to roll out 
Nisara, and Jasara in the form of the QFS. We already have a massive trade deficit. And of course, that can be traced back to NAFTA in the 90s, which steadily eroded our manufacturing base to the point where we rely almost solely on imports. And because of that, the treasury bond, treasury bill rejection at our ports constitutes a wide ranging problem. If we rely on imports and don't have much of a bargaining chip as far as exports go, the nations that we depend on can set the terms. And indeed, they already have been. And this is why we're seeing all of these cover stories about labor union strikes. It's to conceal the fact that we have a massive problem settling our trade at our ports because our treasury bills are being rejected and goods aren't getting in. And that's part of the reason why prices are skyrocketing. And at the same time, we're experiencing both massive inflation and interest rate hikes as the Fed chases its tail. On the one hand, being forced to monetize its debt, while on the other, attempting to control inflation by limiting the availability of capital. And this is why we're experiencing the same levels of credit contraction we saw preceding the 2008 crash. The simple reality, folks, is that the Fed and its tentacle banks can no longer engage in lending because they don't have the money. And this is exactly the reason they're trying to implement a digital dollar in the form of CBDC, which would not only enable the deep state to control our spending, but it would also create the conditions to make it easier to steal your money, not to mention control every aspect of your life and turn you into a digital slave who requires government approval of your ideology and of your behavior and of your speech just to meet your basic needs and your family's basic needs for survival. That's their plan. Folks, all of the warning signs of an economic collapse are right in front of us. A perfect storm has been forming. And people who are paying attention, like this audience, can see it with increasing clarity. We've got the biggest credit contraction that we've seen in 15 years. The big banks are selling off their physical assets just to stay afloat. It was just reported that Bank of America, Chase, and Wells Fargo have been unable to process direct deposits due to what they call glitches in the ACH. Although my suspicion is that they're trying to avoid getting caught with their hands in the till. Let's just say that I've heard that off the books, after hours shenanigans with your money is a major aspect of this fiat Ponzi scheme. And the White Hats are in the process of exposing the vulnerability of the system to further prompt people to wake up. And as we know, losing access to your money is one heck of an alarm bell. Not only that, it was recently announced in the UK that Russia is using gold to evade Western sanctions, which proves that gold and silver destroy the base of the deep state power structure because the sanctions themselves are based on the viability and continuity of the US dollar as the world's reserve currency. And indeed, that is being steadily eroded by the BRICS alliance. 
The fact of the matter is that regardless of how you interpret the economic realignment that's happening in terms of whether the enemy is attempting to insulate the dollar or to hasten its downfall, the simple reality is that the crash is coming. And we only have a short window to reallocate our financial resources, our wealth, our hard-earned money ahead of the black swan event or events on the horizon. So my advice to everyone out there, not being a financial advisor, but actually just being someone with common sense who has eyes to see and ears to hear, is that you should make the transition now into holding your assets in precious metals. The entire world is de-dollarizing. And when the EBS goes off, well, quite frankly, folks, you're not going to have the same options available as you do right now, because everyone is going to be running for the exit of the stock market casino. So again, I advise everyone out there, just based upon what I believe, my personal advice, not financial advice, but my personal advice, that's backed by many, many people that you've heard on my show and on many other shows, is that you take the prudent measures to protect your wealth now while you still have the chance. So click the link in the description for patriotundergroundgold.com, or you could click on patriotundergroundsilver.com. It'll take you to the same landing page, and you'll discover how easy it is to roll over your 401k and your IRAs to brace yourself and your families for what's coming. Don't wait, folks. All right, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Do me a favor and hit that like button if you did, and let me know what you thought of today's episode in the comments. Also, folks, check out those links in the description. Of course, I just mentioned how to roll over your 401k and IRAs at Patriot Underground Gold and PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. But I also would encourage folks to check out the other links as well. First, I'll mention my merch store. That's PatriotUnderground.shop. You can pick up a hat. You can pick up a hoodie, a T-shirt, a beer mug, a sticker. I have a wide variety of options there. High quality, affordably priced. I highly recommend folks pick up an item or two. And God bless to everyone out there who already has. I also want to mention my rapidly growing locals community. You'll see a link in the description. You click on that link. It's patriotunderground.locals.com slash support. And you have two options. You can become a monthly supporter for $5 a month. You'll get first access to all of my new content. And you'll get access to my live Q&A sessions, as well as the Patriot Underground chats and more bonus content that I'm going to be rolling out in the very near future. All of that for $5 a month. Or you can also click on Give Once and make a one-time donation this is massively, massively helpful to me, folks. I am trying to spearhead this new career as a full-time podcaster so that I can do this and devote all of my time and all of my energy professionally into bringing all of you the truth. So please consider becoming a monthly supporter or making a donation. And finally, before I leave you tonight, I just want to remind everyone how important it is to switch stores and to shop with a patriotic company that supports your political ideology and that's standing shoulder to shoulder with us in this war against evil. 
Click the link for switch-stores.com in the description. This is the best way to fight back against the big box conglomerates that take all of your money, places like Walmart, places like Target, and funnel it to individuals that have one goal in mind, and that is our downfall. We have to fight back. We have to reallocate our financial resources, folks. We've got to realign them with what we believe and what we're fighting for. And I should also mention as well, when you switch stores, you're not going to be spending money that you're not already spending at these big box conglomerates. I'm not presenting you with an opportunity to spend more of your hard-earned money. I am presenting you with an option of a different place to spend what you're already spending. And in many cases, folks, you're going to save a significant amount. These are top-notch products, non-toxic, manufactured in the United States. They have the best essential oils, the best vitamins, the best hand lotion that I've ever used in my entire life. The products are absolutely amazing. Click that link in the description today, folks. All right, everybody, I'll be back soon with another report. Thank you, everybody, for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.